Today's show is brought to you by Lightning Pod. If you have a podcast, you know that it's a lot of work. But Lightning Pod can help. We've been working with their founder, Eric Johnson, for more than a year now, and he's really helped us take the Smart Home Show to the next level. So if you're starting a new podcast or you want to make your existing podcast better, you should get in touch with Eric. Learn more at lightningpod.fm. $10 million invested in HomeKit-centric smart home. That's right. My name is Mike Wolf, and I'm talking to Chris Allen with iDevices. Stay tuned. Hey, everyone. Mike Wolf here with the Smart Home Show. I had a chance to catch up with Chris Allen of iDevices. Yesterday, iDevices announced a fairly significant investment, $10 million or so, in development around a new product and a platform for HomeKit-centric smart home. And they were one of the companies selected by Apple as one of the initial partners. Because of this, they've plowed tons of human capital, a lot of investment, into creating a new product that they'll be announcing at CES centered around HomeKit, centered around the smart home, different from what they usually do. If you know anything about iDevices, they create uh, and, and sell thermometers, Bluetooth-connected thermometers for grills, the iGrill, um, and they sell those uh, and have been selling those for about three or four years now. And so that's the context I knew them. But out of nowhere, uh, they basically came out yesterday and said they are investing in, you know, I actually had seen a tweet alluding to the fact that Chris Allen was talking about something big coming, right? So you kind of knew they were putting hints out, but they, they're going big on HomeKit and they have created uh, a platform that other companies who want to build smart home products, want to integrate uh, into the HomeKit ecosystem. If you're like a white goods manufacturer, if you're making something, if you want uh, to have off-the-shelf cloud backend, if you want to have modules you could build in, if you want to have all that software development that has been done to create your solution, they're basically offering it up. So they're basically acting a little bit as a consulting and professional services firm as well as a platform. And so we talk about that. And so I caught up with them yesterday. The news was yesterday. I think this is probably the first podcast interview with Chris Allen, so I hope you enjoy it. I just wanted to get it out for the sake of uh, expediency. If you want to know some more smart home shows, you know where to go. Just go to technology.fm. If you want to get our smart home weekly newsletter uh, where we write up about this, and we'll be writing about this announcement from my devices, just go to smarthomeweekly.net. You can find that there. So that's it. Once again, everyone, thanks for listening. And here's my conversation with Chris Allen of iDevices. So talk about the, the, the $10 million that you guys are invested. Talk about what you invested in. A lot of human capital. So we've gone from about a 20-person company in January to 55. Um, we opened up new offices in Cupertino, California. Uh, we expanded our offices in Avon, Connecticut. Um, we've uh, built out a lot of the R&D and the software uh, required to integrate this. We've done a lot with the silicon makers and collaborating with them to make sure that the integration goes smoothly. Um, we're developing a, a product in the space. Um, that we'll announce at CES this year, um, but uh, so that that R and D as well, um, the entire app integration, everything that comes along with it. So, and we also built out our own cloud infrastructure, which was a pretty uh, expensive and big lift. So, you guys built a, a cloud infrastructure that leverages HomeKit. Yeah, we've uh, you know, the, what we can and can't say about HomeKit is you know. Is what we can and can't say about it, but there, you know, we did build out um, a cloud architecture that is very. Um, our cloud is very lightweight, very inexpensive, 
very uh, very low latency. Um, and it was out of a necessity as a product maker that we knew we wanted the connectivity through the cloud. And uh, cloud can be very expensive um, when you buy it from somebody else. Um, and that's just not a cost that we can bear on the existing products that we have or any future products that we have um, on a kind of annual basis. So we went ahead and um, put together a team and uh, actually built out our own servers and and uh, have a iDevices cloud now that, that is operating very well for us. So you you have a number of partners that you'll be announcing at CES, and these are brands or appliance makers that are leveraging your technology. So what are they... Will they be using the software you develop, the cloud? Is it is there a package you put together? Yeah, it's essentially a package. Um, it's, it can be a la carte. Some of them choose to use the whole kit and boodle, so to speak, from soup to nuts. Um, but we can they can leverage us in any way they see fit. Um, most of the people are coming to us for the integration uh, from the hardware software side all the way across to the application side. Um, because either they've never been in this space before and they're um, – not in, not of the mindset that they want to develop an entire team for an, internally at their company, um, or they've been in the space before and they're active players. They just don't have the expertise kind of in this in the home kit space, um, and they want to leverage our expertise there. And so, is it will you have um, your own consumer facing uh, expanded products outside of the kitchen? Do you think like you guys will have devices oh, yeah, outside definitely. of the grill? No, the product that we're launching at CES is not a grill thermometer or anything remotely close to it <laughs> it'll kind of throw everybody for a loop <laughs> so yeah so it's it's out of the kitchen it's out of the kitchen interesting entirely. and and are you guys looking to have like a, a hub device can you talk a little bit about the architecture um there's a bliss in our mind uh we don't believe in hubs okay um I, I i don't believe in hubs um and really we didn't believe in home automation uh for a long time until the os um developers put the infrastructure in place to make it a good user experience. And I think Apple, obviously, coming out with HomeKit um, for developers, started that very quickly and now Nest with their with their, their solutions. Um, slightly different models, but still, uh, still creating the architecture at the core OS level is really important. And I didn't want to be the, I use this analogy not a lot, the uh, nail under the 100-pound gorilla's foot you know, trying to push my way into their operating system. Um, I'd rather jump on the back and, and you know, ease that integration um, so that it works perfectly for the consumer. Because when you try and force something, uh, you get a lot of bad user experiences, which I think is what's been in the marketplace. You know, there's been a lot of um, hubs and ecosystems created that some work, some don't, some work with each other, some don't, some play, some play nice, some, don't, you know, some set up, some you can never set up. They, they just don't work. And as a consumer electronics product company, uh, the biggest fear is returns and the fear of a bad name for your for your company in terms of the user experience and, and social media today it gets around in a heartbeat. Um, and so we had stayed out of it. And then when we were offered to join in with uh, the HomeKit partnership or the HomeKit launch with uh, Apple, as they announced at WWDC, um, that... You know that that was a turning point for us. So the, the talk about the the kitchen a little bit because you guys have been in that space. Um, is it do you do you see the kitchen continuing to be a key area for integration of IoT technologies and smart home technologies? And how do you see that uh, evolving over the next few years? 
I think there's an opportunity there. I think the, the biggest problem is that, um, in my mind, is the uh, the appliances that reside in your kitchen are not uh, what I would call low-hanging fruit in terms of uh, cost to acquire and cyclicality. So I think that evolution, while it will come about um, and there will be products in the marketplace, you're not going to create a revolution in that space by trying to get people to buy new refrigerators, new stoves, new dishwashers, new whatever it may be, um, because it's IoT-enabled. Um, so I think the, in, the evolution just takes longer, and it's uh, and it's an evolution. It, it, it's not going to be an overnight thing. I think everybody's waiting for this like massive hit and just switches immediately. And it's just, I don't see it that way. Uh, we're very much into the retrofit and how you adapt the existing marketplace and change, you know, change that functionality. iGrow is kind of a good example. But even further, there's a lot of other things you can do in that space that would allow that, um, func- some of that functionality. You won't get 100% of it, but some of that functionality without having to go out and spend $1,000, $2,000 on a refrigerator, so whatever it may be. What are are there certain categories of devices could potentially win in the kitchen? I mean, I know that from our own research, we see a small ton appliances. Of, I mean, small, small appliances are pretty low hanging for, for you know sub three hundred bucks. You know, you're in your and everybody says that the coffee maker is the you know, but it, the problem is that it requires a significant investment from the manufacturer, right? And um, and if they don't do it themselves. They need to, you know, hire hire someone like us to do it, or they need to invest heavily in their own team because this is not a typical product for them. You know, their typical product is development is that place to go that's usually landfill, right? Um, these are living products that need constant maintenance, that need app updates, that need um, software upgrades. You know, all these different things that have to happen. And it isn't a, a small investment or to do it yourself. Um, what they get by hiring us is that, you know, or I won't even say hiring us. Usually it's a partnership with us, um, is that they get somebody who's been doing it and been in the space for a very long time and that knows it very well and that can do it very quickly. And right. We're uh, just kind of learning as you go. Yeah, and you know, one of the things I saw about you guys is I'd always saw you as a connected thermometer maker, um, but you guys are a consultancy as well. So talk about that aspect. You guys are helping other companies build products, and that's been something you've been doing oh, before this, before you even get, launched the platform. You've been doing that before. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, you know, we didn't advertise it necessarily uh, a lot because um, we don't necessarily see ourselves as consultants. We're more of strategic partners when we go into work with somebody. It's not, here's your project, it's done, see you later, never talk to you again. We look at it as a long-term strategic relationship where we help evolve that product, the next product, and, and the future iterations of it, as well as update it, keep it fresh, keep the app fresh, keep the, the device fresh in the marketplace. So, yeah, we've been doing that for the last uh, four years now. And we've been with some very large companies, some small ones. Um, the platform that we're doing now for the home kit is basically um, standardize some of that so that we, we have a basic suite that we can offer somebody to get to market very quickly. However, um, we can also customize that based on the product and the needs of the product of the customer. Do you guys see your platform as something similar to what you might see out of folks like 
in terms of a business model, like iControl or Wink, where companies can build around their technology, I mean, excluding the architecture like the hub, but is it a similar model or are you guys a little bit different approach from a business model perspective? From a business model perspective, it's different. We're not looking to um, uh, to make it aware or known to the consumer that it's us inside. We're kind of like, uh, we're, we're the hidden hidden software under the hood. Uh, we're the engine manufacturer for GM that doesn't get any brand awareness, right? <laughs> so, you know, that that's who we see ourselves as. It's the um, other one, like uh, BASF, right? They don't necessarily make things and make them better is the way they tell themselves. We don't necessarily make all the products. We just IoT enable the products. Makes I'm never going to make a dishwasher or a refrigerator. I have no desire to be in that business at all. Um, but we know what we do. We do it well. I think we're really well respected in the community. And uh, we're just leveraging that so that we can help populate this ecosystem faster. How big is your is your branded products for my devices? Is that a bigger part of your business or a bigger part of your business, your partner work, partner work at this point? Um, at this point in time, our branded products are the, the gross amount of our uh, revenue. Um, going forward, our model, as we've as we've modeled it out, uh, will migrate. Um, but products will still have a very heavy hand in products, um, and, a, and a large amount of our revenue will definitely still come from there because I think it's important when you're working with these customers that do make products, they actually have the experience of making a product. Because there's a lot of engineering firms that you can go out and hire out there that are great engineering firms, but they've never bought a product to market. They can say they have, but they haven't done all aspects of it. They haven't done, we have, you know, when you look at us as a company, we have everything in house from marketing, sales, distribution, UI, UX, customer service, um, app development, iOS and Android side, embedded electrical, mechanical, um, industrial design or engineers. Um, project management and finance. I mean, it's all in cloud services. It's all housed in, in offices in Avon and in Cupertino. And so when we say we know what we're doing, we truly know what we're doing from soup to nuts. If you ask us, how do we go to launch this product? We can give you different ideas on that. Or if you're just a really big company that just wants a product made, you can say, hey, this is what we're thinking. Can you guys go do it? And we can run at it and do it quickly because of the team all being in one location or two locations, but our largest location is Avon. How long have you been selling your, your smart uh, kitchen thermometers? Uh, that launched originally in truly uh, December of 2010. So, and we had a quiet period over the last year. We launched a new product in uh, December of last year and then evolved it. Now we have four, four different products in that marketplace that evolved over this year. We just launched a V2 of iShower, which launched uh, a month ago. And then our latest product will launch at CES in the home kit market. Hey, well, Chris, thanks a lot for spending time with this. It's been great. Uh, I learned a little bit about your guys' business as well as the new platform you're coming out with. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate the coverage. Thank you very much. So looks like they're making a huge bet. iDevices, $10 million, kind of a big bet there. And kind of interesting, huh? I think HomeKit is coming, folks. We're going to see a big splash. I think uh, we're just starting to see more and more as the fog clears from the horizon what it could be. And I think these guys are looking to create uh, some development tools and a platform that others can build. It almost seems like they're trying to be the electric amp for HomeKit. 
in this sense. So it's kind of interesting. So we'll see where it goes. If you want to find out more about them, just go to iDevicesInc.com. You can find out more about what they're doing with HomeKit. And you know where to go to find out more about the Smart Home Show. Just go to technology.fm. If you want to read my analysis on all that's going on in the Smart Home, just go to nextmarket.co or go to the Smart Home Weekly, smarthomeweekly.net. You can check that out as well. Hey, everyone, once again, thanks for listening. And stay tuned for my Smart Home update coming in just a day or two. Have a great day.